And it is the way by which you defeat the devil. And we're going to look at the Word of God today. And I want to talk to you about something that God really put on my heart. I'm going to call this today, Take Your Serpent by the Tail. What in the world does that mean? Well, let's look at it in Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. And I want to encourage you today, take notes, put this down, memorize this, because I'm going to talk to you about your victory. Jesus wants you free. Jesus wants you filled with joy. Jesus wants a skip in your step, a gleam in your eye, and he wants a smile on your face. Your face is God's greatest billboard. God wants you free. Now, if you believe that, I want you to say it with me. God wants me free. That's why he sent Jesus. Well, let's look today at one of the ways that we're free. Then Moses answered and said, now God has call, is calling him at this point. He's seen the burning bush. He has uh, taken off his sandals. He's standing on holy ground. And God has told him, you're going to go to Egypt and you're going to deliver my people. Now, look what he says. He answered and said, but suppose they won't believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? Now, this is why I've got you holding your Bible. What is that in your hand? To different people, it's different things. He said, it's a rod, a shepherd's staff, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. Worst place to grab a snake. All right? And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. And uh, God says that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, has appeared to you. There's a story in this story. There's a message in this uh, passage. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you've called us to be free, not lukewarm, not defeated, but free and filled with zeal, filled with fire and power. Thank you, Lord God. Speak to us out of your word today. Let it live. And will you breathe a prayer today, church, and say, Lord, speak to me today that I might be free in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you better perk up and listen. You need this more than you know. Now, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. If you read on past where we read, this is the call of Moses, as we've said. In the first five verses, Moses is given power over satanic power, represented in the serpent. If you read on verses 6 through 8, he's given power over sickness, when God allows him to become leprous and then heals it. And in verse 9, he's, a, he's given power over natural creation. Moses receives an incredible anointing from God to deliver his people. And so Moses is on the way, but he's got to learn something before he can go to Egypt. And you and I have got to learn some things before God will put power in our hands. Now we have the Holy Spirit, don't get me wrong. We have the Holy Spirit and we have the Word of God. But I want to focus today on what happened to him in the first five verses. Because what happened to him in the first five verses will happen to you and it will happen to me as we go on and and walk with God. What he experienced with the rod and with the serpent. 
Those verses show us that before he could become the mighty deliverer of God's people from Egypt, Moses had to get victory over a private, personal opponent. He had to get victory over a serpent. Now, when the rod became a serpent, it says, I want you to notice this, Moses fled from it. When he saw that rod become a serpent, the serpent's on the ground, writhing, moving, uh, likely it was like a cobra, standing up, looking at him. A cobra will rise a third of its length. So if you encounter a king cobra, like somewhere in India or Africa, a king cobra is 18 feet long. If he stands up a third of his length, he's looking a six-foot man in the face. Moses was looking at, no question about it, a, a poisonous viper, or he would not have fled from it. It looked like a poisonous viper. He fled from the serpent. Even though God was involved in this deal, he fled from it. Now, you know and I know the serpent always represents the devil in the Bible. In Genesis 3, we find that Satan first appeared as a serpent to Eve. So the serpent appeared in a snakeskin. In Revelations 20, he laid hold, it says, he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan. So when this, this rod became a serpent, it was a picture of an evil thing. It was a picture of the devil. It was serpentine. It was satanic in nature. Moses wasn't just facing a desert reptile. He was facing evil. He was facing what he was about to face in major ways in Egypt. He was getting a taste of what was to come because evil had Egypt in its grasp. So there he has the devil in a snakeskin. And when he took it by the tail, it brings to mind several events in the Bible. For instance, the victory of Jesus over Satan in the wilderness. Because when he took it by the tail, he conquered it. Now I want to ask you a question today. Why did Moses have to take this serpent by the tail? Why did God give him this show and tell, this, this uh, living illustration? Why did Jesus have to go into the wilderness and encounter the devil in the wilderness and defeat him there before God released him into his full ministry? Why these, why these experiences in private before there was a public manifestation of the power of God? Now, I'm going to give you a principle today that I want you to remember. Here's why. Because personal victory, private victory, precedes power with God. How many of you want to have power with God? How many of you want to see the power of God moving in your life and in the lives of others? What I see in the Bible is often, very often, with God's called saints, private victory over a serpent precedes power with God in public. Moses had to get victory over the serpent in private before God sent him into Egypt with the rod of power in his hand to deliver the people. It says in the Bible when Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness, it makes it very clear he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. David defeated the lion and the bear when nobody was looking in private before he defeated Goliath in a public demonstration of the power of God. There comes a time when every one of us have got to take a serpent by the tail. 
I'm going to say that again. There comes a time when every one of us are going to have to take a serpent by the tail. Because you'll find in your life that you've got things that must be defeated. Now, I'm not talking about a thorn in the flesh kind of a deal where God uses something that is rubbing you wrong to create his character in you. That you're not going to get rid of. But what I am saying is there are some things that must go, that have to go, that must be defeated, that must be conquered before you're going to be victorious and take the power of God to other people. Now, I want you to know, church, we need a deliverer uh, uh, among us, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what else we need? We need delivered people who can deliver people. We need delivered people. We don't need people who just have a little smack of religion and they turn up on Sunday and every once in a great while on a Wednesday and they're going through religious ritual. No, we don't need that. We need people who have had personal experience with the power of God to set you free. That's what we need. Because delivered people deliver people. Bound people bind people, but delivered people deliver people. Your serpent may be a fear. It may be a lust in your private life that no one knows anything about but you and God. It may be a habit, a habit that continuously defeats you, causes shame to you, takes you down. It could be a habit, an anger problem. You flow off, you, you, you fly off the handle. You get angry, you explode, you don't have charge of anger in your life. That's a serpent that's going to have to be defeated. What about a money problem? Every time you turn around, you're going into more debt. When you go to a mall, it's a catastrophe. Before you go to a mall, you need to leave your credit card and cash at home and then don't go with somebody else that's got either one of those because you'll borrow from them. It may be an emotional problem. It's serpentine in nature. It, it defeats you. It brings shame to you. It might be depression. It might be a worry problem. It's serpentine. It is something that, that, that you run from, that you flee from, that you cringe in front of. It is that one thing that defeats you. It is that one thing that has you. You're fine except for that one thing. That one serpent takes you down. You know what it is because you've prayed about it so many times. You think God is tired of hearing about it. It's that serpent, that private area of your life where you suffer repeated failure and frustration and intimidation. And I know I'm talking to believers, and I know believers go through this. And I'm telling you, church, it's time we got set free. It's time we grabbed the serpent by the tail. Now, I've got a word for you today from God, and I want you to say this with me. This is what God is saying. He spoke to me through this story, and he's speaking to us through this story. You've got to take your serpent by the tail. Aren't you tired of being defeated? Aren't you tired of being taken down? Aren't you tired of the shame and the guilt and the enemy beating you over the head with condemnation? Aren't you tired of the same old cycle? Aren't you tired of over and over again the enemy mocking you and ridiculing you because you can't defeat that serpent in your life? I got a word for you today. You can and you will. And when you do, then God is going to trust you with power to go and help others get set free. And say, well, now, now why am I in this battle? 
Why am I going through what I'm going through? Let me tell you why. Because God is looking for overcomers today. Not all Christians are overcomers. Christians are everywhere, but not overcomers. And you know why? Because overcomers have overcome something. See, you're either overcome or you have overcome something that was taking you down. You're either overcome or you are overcoming. And God wants you to be an overcomer. I'm going to say it with all my might today. I came to preach the red-hot Word of God. I hope you came to receive it because I want you to know you don't have to stay bound. There are Christians have taken their serpents by the tail and they have gained private victory. And those are the ones that walk up to somebody and say, have you let Jesus set you free yet? Did you know God can set you free of that which is destroying your life? Drugs, alcohol, addictions, habits. God can set you free. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When God sets you free, you become a deliverer and God will anoint you and he will appoint you and he will open doors for you to set other people free. It's time, church. We quit playing church and got rid of hollow religion and started experiencing the power of God to set us free. You say, well, how come God hasn't taken this out of my life? I've cried, I've wailed, I've fasted, I've prayed, I've named it, claimed it, blabbed it, grabbed it, and it's still there. Why hasn't he moved? Why doesn't he do something? Can I tell you why? He's waiting for you to take your authority and take that serpent by the tail. To use the truth he's given you to get set free. See, when God called me to preach, there was a serpent in my life. And it was a serpent of fear and deep, deep insecurity. I could not imagine myself up in front of people sharing the word of God. And when God called me and said, I want you to go preach my word, it began to burn inside of me. But between my heart where the word was burning and my head and my mouth where it needed to come out, there was a fear There was a fear. It was stage fright. It was deep insecurity. Nobody's going to want to hear what I have to say. I wouldn't be good at that. I can't stand up in front of people. I have no confidence. And the day came when it was the call or it was the serpent. And And God said to me, Jeff, I want you to take that serpent by the tail. I don't want you to let fear rule your life. I have not called you with a spirit of fear, but I've given you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Now you stand up there and you do it. You stand up there and you do it. You get up there and you do it. And I went to the juvenile home for the very first time to share the Word of God. And and when they introduced me, I couldn't believe that I was standing up there even looking at a group of a bunch of juvenile delinquents and hellions. And God said, now talk. And I said something. I watched my mouth moving and couldn't believe that I was standing in front of them. And I knew I turned several shades of red. I sat down and said, well, I'm an abject failure. I know that didn't do anything. And then when the invitation was given, I was surrounded by virtually every person, every young person in that juvenile home looking at me, some of them crying. And I realized it's not by might. It is not by power, but it's by the spirit of the Lord. And you can't let fear take you down. And I I, I took that serpent 
by the tail. And now the more the merrier. Give me 40,000, 50,000, because I know it's not Jeff Wickwire. It is the Spirit of God that is ministering to you right now. Say, take that serpent by the tail. Well, that's about two of you. Let's try it again. Take that serpent by the tail. See, if you're lost, you have no choice. You're, you're bound. If you're lost, you have no choice. You're bound. But if you're saved, you have a choice because God lives inside of you. The Spirit of God dwells inside of you. And He is stronger, mightier, more powerful than any serpent in your life. Now, I want to show you something interesting. In Mark 16, verses 17 to 18, here's what Jesus said. These signs shall follow those that believe in my name. Can you say with me, in my name? Now, Moses had a rod, and when he threw it on the ground, and it became the serpent, and he fled from it, the word of God came to Moses and said, pick it up, grab it by the tail." He wasn't moving on presumption. He was not moving on uh, stupidity. He was not acting in foolishness. He was acting on the Word of God. But when he went into Egypt, his authority was in that rod. He stretched it out over the river. It became blood. He stretched it out over the kingdom of Egypt over and over again, and the plagues fell. But in the New Testament, it's not a rod for us. But he said, in my name. And what will happen in his name? They shall take up serpents. Did you hear that? They will take up serpents. What did Moses do? He picked up a serpent by the tail. What was he moving on? The word of God. What did his authority become? The rod that God put that power in. But now we're in the New Testament. And God has put his power in. In the name of Jesus. And God has put his power in the word of God. When you hold up this book, when you read this book, this book is 66 books of power from God that the devil can't refute or stand against. This is a rod. He said, in my name, they're going to take serpents up by the tail. That's not talking about playing with rattlesnakes like some churches have interpreted this to mean. You're going to play with rattlesnakes, you let me know. You're out of here. (laughs) We don't do that. But what he's saying is it's talking about defeating the enemy in and through the weaponry God has given to us. There are times you've got to take that serpent up by the tail. You've got to look that habit in the eye. You've got to look that fear in the eye. You've got to look that worry in the eye. You've got to stand in the middle of your living room and say, that's enough, no further. This is it. I am taking the serpent by the tail. I am not going to be ruled or defeated or dominated by this serpent any longer. That's why God said to Moses, what is that in your hand? Well, Moses, look, it was a shepherd's staff, a rod. But you know what? Moses did not know what was really in his hand. He didn't really understand who he was talking to. So God taught him in the crucible of his private life how to move in the power of God and how to get free. 
And God is saying to some of you in the crucible of your private trial, as the serpent in your life attacks you, hisses at you, intimidates you, comes against you, talks to you, mocks your faith, ridicules your walk with God because you keep being defeated by him. He is saying, God is saying to us, what is that rod in your hand? What is that name on your lips? What is that name? Well, it's the name of Jesus. You know, John 3, 16, when I believe in Jesus, I got saved. Hallelujah. I'm going to heaven someday. In the meantime, I'm in hell. I'm miserable. I'm defeated. And God says, no. What is that name on your lips? I want you to not only know it as that by which you are saved, but also that by which you take the serpent by the tail. In my name, they will take up serpents. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is authority in the name of Jesus. There is anointing in the name of Jesus. There is no other name given among men whereby we might be saved, and there's no other name that the enemy fears but the name of Jesus. If you don't believe me, stand in an elevator and say, Buddha. Everybody will say, cool, Buddha, yeah. Go, you go, guy. Say, Muhammad. They say, yeah, yeah, that's all right. Say, uh, Krishna. Well, he's one of those. But you say, Jesus, and everybody will have a coronary. Why? Because the name of Jesus brings light into darkness. There is power in that name. Jesus said, Jesus said, he said, here's the condemnation. Light has come into the world and men have loved darkness more than light. And his name shines light into the darkness. That's why when they figure out that you are a Christian and you might say that name in affection or in prayer or in love, they flee because the minute you say, unless you're cursing with his name, that's cool, go ahead and do that. Say JC when you get mad. But when you say it as a believer in faith, it shines light into the room. And Satan doesn't want to hear it. That's why our culture right now is doing everything they can to suppress that name, suppress the truth, put the Word of God down. Don't say it at schools. Don't say it at colleges. Don't say it at games. Don't say it at work. Don't say it anywhere. If you're going to say it, say it in the privacy of your own home. Why the fear of the name of Jesus? Because they love darkness and don't want it exposed. As long as you're running from the enemy or looking for excuses to allow him to stay, you're defeated. Well, I allowed this serpent to stay because my granddaddy had the same serpent. My dad had the same serpent. And so I'm just kind of, you know, I'm born under a bad sign. I'm jinxed. It's in my genealogy. Let me tell you what, that's a lie. Because now you've got a brand new genealogy. You have been brought into the bloodline of the Lord Jesus. So don't allow that to deceive you. Well, I allow this serpent to remain because it's been with me since I was four. Or I've been drinking since I was 12. This serpent and I, we've sort of made a pact. If he'll just stay in one little area of my life, then I, I'm not going to fool with him. I, I'm, I'm good everywhere else. But in the meantime, that serpent is destroying you. That serpent is whittling away on your faith, eating away, corroding your fruitfulness. 
Somebody said, what you fail to master in your life is going to eventually master you. Paul said, I'm not going to be mastered by anything but Jesus Christ. And somebody else said, what you tolerate, you cannot change. Think about that. Somebody else said, you will never conquer what you refuse to hate. There has to come a point where you look at that serpent in your life and you hate it. You hate what it's doing to you. You hate what it's done to your relationships. You hate what it's done to your walk with God. You hate what it's done to your peace with God. You're tired of walking around feeling defeated. You've got to finally decide, I hate that serpent in my life. Somebody else said, you'll never outgrow warfare. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get to the place where you don't have to fight. You'll never outgrow warfare. You must simply learn to fight. How do you do it? Take that serpent up by the tail. In my name, they will take up serpents by the tail. There are some things that have to go, need to go, ought to go, should go. So there stood God's future deliverer, quivering at a distance, intimidated by the serpent in his life. Now, what made the difference in Moses' life? Think about it. Here's here's this man that's about to go and deliver a million people. He's quivering from the serpent in his life, intimidated. There stands a burning bush with the glory of God on it, but he's focused on the serpent. He's focused on that which is defeating him. He can't, even, he can't even praise the Lord for that bush that is burning but not consumed. What made the difference in Moses' life? What brought him out of defeat and failure? What transformed him from the defeated one to the delivering one? The same thing that delivers you and me. Are you ready? The Word of God. Out of that burning bush over here, here's the serpent. God speaks, Moses, take up that serpent by the tail. By the tail. If you know anything about snakes, worst place to pick them up because they wheel around and bite you if you grab them by the tail. You're supposed to pick them up by the head. God says, I want you to trust me. In the most fearful situation, stand on my word. He said, oh my. Now, let me tell you. Here's the defining moment in Moses' life, and it's the defining moment in yours. Because you say, if I mess with that serpent, it's going to bite me like it always has. He said, okay, you said it. The Word of God said it. The Word of God said it. It became a rod. He says, all right. I got victory over the serpent in my life. Now, stay with me, everybody. God was saying to him, in essence, I want you to conquer the thing you fear. The thing that defeats you, your area of failure, your weak spot, I want you to conquer it. I want to show you that where you are weak, there I am strong. He had to set his jaw and say what you and I have got to say. Today is the day. Now is the hour. I face this thing and conquer it. 
in God's power. Hearing God's voice changed his course. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Moses rose up and said to himself, something we all have to say. Listen, I'm not going to allow this serpent to keep me from the call and the blessing and the purposes of God for my life. That's it. You and me, dude, we're done. He put forth his hand and caught it. At the very place where he had been conquered, he conquered. The serpent became a rod again, and not just any rod, but a supernatural rod. From that moment on, it became a mighty scepter filled with supernatural power. With the transformed rod, Moses brought a mighty nation to its knees and delivered over one million people from slavery. With the rod, he executed miracles signs and awesome judgments it was after he took the serpent by the tail that God put power in his hands once the delivered got delivered he became a deliverer and God is speaking to his people today saying face your adversary I want to tell you today church face your adversary face the habit face that serpent don't, don't run from him anymore. Take your servant by the tail. Get victory over him. God wants to fe- uh, deliver you from that cycle of failure. Now, here's the word of God to you today. I wrote this down. I want you to hear the word of God to you today. Take your serpent by the tail, that lust, that fear, that drug habit, that alcohol, those feelings of unworthiness, condemnation, or guilt. Take the serpent by the tail. With what? The name of Jesus and the Word of God. That's your rod. Second, use the name and the Word that God has put in your hand. Learn and become well acquainted with the authority, the power, and the victory that the name and the Word can bring. If you were to follow me around for a week, let me tell you what you'd experience every morning. And I I say this, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm a survivor, and I know what it takes to win. If you were to follow me around every day, in the morning, you'd be with me in this Word. Because this Word is supernatural. This Word carries the power and the authority of God. It is God's truth. You've got to fill your mind with it. If you don't get in this Word, hear me, it's only a matter of time. If you don't stay in this word, it's only a matter of time. You're going to fall. You're going to stumble. You're going to get deceived. That serpent is going to maintain victory over your life. If you don't get in the word, it's only a matter of time. We're going to hear about it. And if we don't hear about it, God's going to hear about it. I get into the word every day because I have to get in the word every day. And do I love it? I love it. It's my favorite time of day. I can't wait to get my coffee which God gave all of us. And if you haven't discovered it yet, let me just tell you. If I have a serpent, that's it, and I don't want to be delivered. I get out there, I can't wait to get my coffee, get my Bible, get a couple of commentaries, and get out on my patio early in the morning, and I can't wait to get into this Word. It feeds my spirit, and I know I've got to do it.
And every time, listen, you're only as strong as your last time with God. When was it? Was it 24 hours ago or less? It should have been. A week ago? Well, I'm in church every Sunday, Pastor. That's great and I appreciate it, but that's not going to cut it. Remember that private victory precedes public ministry and public manifestation of God's power. Following their private victories, Moses walked into Egypt and delivered a million people. Jesus came out of the wilderness in the power of God. David stepped into the national spotlight and slew Goliath after private victories. Can we stand together? Can you say with me, take your serpent by the tail? It's not going to go away on its own. You're going to have to take it by the tail. I've prayed that some of you will be delivered from alcohol. Some of you will be delivered from a secret drug habit. Some of you will be delivered from lust, fear, worry. The serpent. Father, I just thank you right now that there is power in the name of Jesus and there is power in the Word of God. Now, with every head bowed, I'm going to ask you a question. If you can say, Pastor Jeff, there's a serpent in my life and I needed this today. It's a confirmation to me that it's time Take it by the tail. Can I see your hand? Man, many of you. Lord, I pray, see them, minister to them, touch them, and deliver them. Take what you have heard, the name of Jesus and the Word of God, and begin to wield it against the enemy. You will take it by the tail. Now, with your heads bowed, if you can say, Pastor, I believe that God has given me a piece of this is my church home. I feel impressed. I need to do this today. This is my church home. This is my church family. And I just feel at home here. And I feel a peace here. And I feel like this is where God wants me to plant myself and see my giftings released in this house and be a part of this vision. Can you raise your hand right where you are? God bless you. Bless you. Put them up real good and high where I can see you. All right. I'm going to ask, if you're here and you say, there's a serpent I need to take by the tail, would you let me pray for you for just a moment? Would you slip out from where you are and just come right down to this place, right down to this altar, and I'm going to say a simple prayer over you. You're not admitting anything negative or terrible or horrible. You're saying, there's something I'm in a battle with, and I need deliverance, and I need God to help me. Come right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if you feel called to this church, I want you to come down now. One or two have already come. I want you to come down now. If God is calling you to make this your church home, come now. Thank you, Lord.